At a certain point in every actor's career, we reach that fork in the road with our representation where we have to reevaluate. Is this relationship really working? To stay or not to stay? That is the question. For me, the decision to terminate an agent is never easy. It's fraught with checks and balances, pros and cons, back and forth, all of the what-ifs and remember-whens that finally helped me to get up the nerve to release an agent. And then there are those junctures, the anomalies, that moment when the foul is so flagrant, without hesitation, you realize, this is some bullshit. Calling it 360 degrees complete. Let's get into another agent termination story, shall we? A situation where I felt so resolute in the firing of a print agent. Welcome back to Acting Lessons Learned. I'm Tawana Floyd. I don't make a habit out of terminating agents. It takes me some time to reach that decision. I'm not one to displace blame, complaining that my agent isn't getting me out. I believe an agent is as good as the value and information I bring them. And I recognize that until I get with a top three agency, most of the responsibility of getting access falls on my ability to market myself and build relationships with employers. And even then, I'll still hold the majority responsibility of driving my career. Whenever my contract is up for renewal with an agent, I act like a human resources executive doing a review of my agent. I ask questions like... Are they fulfilling the agreement we had when I signed the contract? Have I reached a plateau of how far they can elevate my career? Do they have the clout they said they had? Do they lack vision? Also, it's important that I like them as human beings. Because for me, if I don't like you, I really cannot fake a relationship. And there aren't a lot of people that I don't like. So if I don't like you, there's a high factor that people in the industry won't like you either. And that can affect my opportunities. But there are some behavioral conducts that cause immediate action for me to terminate, like mishandling of funds, deceitfulness, betrayal, and blatant lies. Terminating Pam, the print agent, fell under kind of like a mishandling of funds. Not that she stole funds from me, but she was timid and going after money owed me from a production she booked me on. Let me preface that the commercial print world, or pretty much any world of modeling, has no regulations. It's sort of the Wild West, and therefore, print agents need to be formidable business people and know how to negotiate and make sure that their talent gets paid. So any agent who lacks a backbone, especially in protecting my revenue, <laughs> I don't see a future with. Because timidity leaves everyone under that agent susceptible to predatory producers. Let me start with the backstory of how I met Pam, the print agent. My first print agent in L.A. was a mid-sized multi-department agency. I wanted to get into commercial print as I saw it as an extension of television commercials, and it was a nice way to supplement my income. A close friend of mine knew this, and so she offered to introduce me to a friend of hers who was repped by this mid-size agency. And that's how I got in, through a referral. I submitted my photos. I met with Meredith at this mid-size agency, the head of commercial print, and she took me on. Now, while I was getting all of these print castings, what's also known as go-sees, I would always ask Meredith for guidance. How do I prepare for a print job? What should I be thinking of or doing when I'm at a go-see? I needed help with the fundamentals. Meredith would just tell me, oh, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Well, I could use your help, Meredith. 
Now, Pam was Meredith's assistant, and she was bubbly and knowledgeable. And whenever Pam would call me with go-see information, I'd ask her, how do I present myself? And she'd offer me helpful advice. So when it was announced that Pam was leaving Meredith's agency to open a print division at a smaller boutique, I asked if I could go with her. Meredith's agency had over 400 models, and there was no way I was going to receive one-on-one direction. They just didn't have the manpower. But I figured by going with Pam, I'd be a small fish in a small pond, and she would give me guidance. And I was right. Pam would get me what I call low-hanging fruit jobs, where I wasn't the main principal, but I was more like a featured background, but still getting a principal rate. And that helped me to learn how to navigate working in prints, because I would study the hero principal models. I don't require a whole lot of hand-holding. I have a mechanical mind, and I'm a kinesthetic learner, so I learn by watching and doing. Now that Pam was getting me more auditions in my niche where I could rely on being myself, we started having some success. And then I booked a job for a tumbler drinkware company. You know those large plastic cups that you fill them full of ice and put the beverage in. It's great for the beach or picnics or house parties. It was an all right shoot. I mean, there were about 15 principals, but the wardrobe woman, (laughs) that woman did not know what she was doing. She was atrocious at her job. And like any acting job, commercial print models are asked to bring personal wardrobe, and then the stylist will intersperse their costumes with our personal items. But the head of wardrobe on this set (laughs) had mixed up all of our clothes. And I learned this when I saw another model wearing my top. The job was shot in a large living room, so when I saw the girl on the other side of the room, I couldn't go over there right away because we were already positioned for the camera. So I had to get someone else's attention and mouth to her, Is that your shirt? And she's like, No, 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 it's wardrobes. It's cute, right? So I went over to her and I said, Do you mind if I just look at the tag? And she was like, Sure. And I guess she's thinking that I want to buy the shirt. But no, it was my shirt. It was a silver sequin tank top that I bought from a boutique store in New York. So the odds of the wardrobe stylist having the exact same shirt was rare. And I was right. It was my shirt. The model was mortified and so embarrassed and she kept apologizing and she was turning red. And I'm like, it's not your fault. It's okay. Now, when there's issues on the set, it's best to just let your agent handle it. So I called Pam and explained the situation and she low-key made excuses for the wardrobe stylist. Now, I didn't want to hear that. (laughs) I wanted to hear Pam say, let me call over there and see what's happening. But instead, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, well, I don't want someone wearing my shirt, but since she's already been photographed in it and we're still shooting the scene, I want production to pay for the dry cleaning. Pam starts talking about, well, you know, if we raise an issue, it could cause problems for the wardrobe person. I D-G-A-F. I don't give a uh, about the wardrobe woman's job. She's trash. She's not doing her job if she didn't mix up everybody's clothes. So she's obviously not good at it. And production should know this. And I finally said, you know what? I'll handle it. It really sucks to have to be the person to point out infractions against you while you're on set. But I did it. I went over to the wardrobe woman and explained her mishap. And then I noticed that all of my clothes were on various racks and not in the garment bag where I left it. (sighs) I'm an only child, and therefore I'm like a cat, and I'm very territorial about my belongings. Also, I have nice things, and I take good care of them. So I started seething when I started to see that my stuff (laughs) was not being taken care of. 
So I'm informing the wardrobe stylist about my shirt, and I start gathering all my belongings. She apologized, placing the blame on her assistant, but I'm not trying to hear that because you hired the assistant, lady, so it's your responsibility if you don't hire somebody who knows what they're doing. And I tell her that I'd like to have my shirt dry cleaned and ask how she would like to go about that. So she went and she got the producer involved and got my information. Now, I was mad at myself for not keeping my things in my possession, but I was also very proud that I had advocated for myself without losing my shit. We finished our eight-hour day, production paid to dry clean my blouse, and I put it all behind me. Now, if you don't know this about print jobs, the pay structure can be anywhere from 30 days to 90 days. It all falls under independent contractor. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe those structures have gotten better since, but I'm not 100% sure. When I hadn't received pay for the Tumblr commercial by the 90-day mark, I contacted Pam to see if she had received it. She hadn't. So I asked if she would contact production to follow up because, you know, anything could happen. The check could be lost in the mail. Maybe I put the wrong address. Maybe there was an invoice that was missing, a clerical issue. Who knows? But it wouldn't hurt to put in a call or send an inquiring email. So Pam followed up. And she called me with an update. Now, I remember exactly where I was because when she called me, I was experiencing a wash of rage come over me. I was driving in Los Angeles and I had stopped at a red light on Exposition Boulevard at La Cienega. It was six o'clock at night. It was wintertime, so it was dark. And Pam had explained that production told her that they paid the photographer the lump sum, and he was then to distribute the payment to all of the models. And the check had cleared 60 days ago. And so I'm like, well, well, first of all, I didn't know that that's how it worked. And so I asked Pam, did she call the photographer? And in this bubbly, kind of clueless, lackadaisical way, she said, well, let's give him a little more time. I'm sure it's on its way. And this is where I started to bubble with rage. But maybe I misheard her. So I asked, did you say the check cleared 60 days ago? She said, yeah. I said, no, <laughs> he's had enough time. Call him in the morning, please, and follow up. And she said, well, you know, let's just wait a little while. Let's give him a chance and, you know, give him some time to try to get the money together. I'm sure it'll all work out. It's probably just an oversight. It's 60 days that he cashed a check. <laughs> there are no more chances. And then I heard honking horns. The light had turned green. And I am so angry with Pam's cavalierness. So I begin to drive and I tell her, I'm going to have to move forward without you. And this shocked her. Her tone changed as she tried to reassure me it was, it's all going to work out and that I should give the photographer some time. Again, there she was advocating for someone else who had trespassed against me. I pointed it out to her saying, you know, you're advocating for the photographer and I'm your client. This is the second time you've done this. You didn't take care of the issue with my shirt because you were more concerned about the wardrobe woman's job. I told her as an agent... She needed to have more of a backbone in protecting her clients. And since she didn't, I had to terminate this relationship. I went on and said, it's very clear that this photographer is not operating in good faith. So we don't actually give him a pass and wait for him to finally get a conscience and do right by us. There's $3,000 on the line. No, we should take action now. And if I had to take the photographer to small claims court, so be it. She sorrily apologized, and I disappointedly said goodbye, Pam. Now I had to figure out, how was I going to get my money? A month had gone by, 
and I hadn't heard from Pam. And then the owner of the agency Pam worked for called me. Now, I had never met the woman or spoken to her before. She spoke solemnly, introducing herself. Hello, Tawana, this is Diane. Pam is no longer with us, but we're still trying to get you paid. What we've learned so far is the director seems to have kept the money and hasn't paid any of the talent. But we can't get a contact for him, so if you learn anything, let us know. And in the meantime, we'll still be working to get you paid. (sighs) This dude kept all the money. We're talking about 15 principal models that didn't get paid. So the photographer kept about approximately $60,000 of model fees and agent commissions. That's a lot of money for someone to keep and not be held accountable by some sort of court of law. I was fuming at the injustice of it all. This had never happened to me. I mean, I had heard of nightmare stories of agencies robbing talent, and now I was one of them, and it felt so personal. The fact that someone could be so deceitful and think that people who worked for something didn't deserve to get paid, I had to figure something out. How was I going to go about this? And then I remembered I had the call sheet. Actor friend, if you take nothing else from this story, take this. Always get a call sheet. Always get contact information of the people who hired you. Keep it in your files indefinitely, but at the very least, until you get paid. I looked at my call sheet. The photographer's name was listed, but there was no phone number, no email address. And I couldn't find him online because he had a common name, like Kevin Smith. But on the call sheet was the casting director's name and a phone number. Now, at this point, I don't give a damn about crossing a line, crossing a casting director's boundaries. I didn't care about any of that. I'm thinking I'm just doing business, right? So I call the phone number thinking that this is the casting director's business number, thinking it's her office somewhere. Well, it turned out to be her personal home number because she didn't have an office. I'm not expecting to be calling a casting director's home number. So when she answered, she was pleasant until I tell her my name and that I'm talent. And before I can get the rest out, she lambasts me, asking, how did you get this number? I said calmly, void of emotion. Well, I got your number from the call sheet from the Tumblr commercial and I haven't gotten paid. And I'm trying to find information to the photographer because we know that he kept the money of all the models. And I'm going to take him to small claims court. (laughs) She was livid. How dare you call me asking for this information? I work for these people. They, I could have, I could get a bad reputation from this. And I said, well, 15 models didn't get paid from the people that you're worried about your reputation. How would you feel if you didn't get paid for three months and learned that your money was stolen? All I'm asking you for is contact information, a phone number, and email address of the photographer. And I feel like that's the least you could do. And she gets all huffy with me, but at the same time, sort of softening. Well, I can't give you his phone number. Here's his website. His information should be there. And you didn't get it from me. And she hung up on me. You know, I never auditioned for her again. Maybe she retired. I don't know. Didn't matter to me. I didn't care. I went to the photographer's company website and I found an email and a phone number. I shared the information with Diane at the agency. Then I proceeded to call the photographer. I called and called and called, never getting anyone on the phone, but I did leave messages every time. Hi, this is Tawana Floyd, the talent from the Tumblr print job. I didn't get paid. The production company said they paid you and a check cleared on this date. When can I expect my money? 
And then I'd email the same thing and then I'm willing to take him to small claims court because, because I now have a mailing address from his website. Now I didn't know if I would ever get my money. All I knew to do was be relentless. Active friend, we have to let people like this know that we're not going away. And I understand if you feel afraid to be relentless or to even call a casting director for fear of being blacklisted. But again, it's the principle. I gave my time and my energy and I deserve to be paid. This was a tremendous injustice to me. And I just and I just wasn't going to fall by the wayside. I was going to at least fight. Days went by and I still didn't hear from this photographer. So I began looking up small claims court filing procedures. And then Diane called me and said, victoriously, we got your money. We have a check here. Would you like me to mail it to you? Would you like to pick it up? And I told her, I'm on my way. (laughs) So when I arrived, I met Diane for the first time. She apologized again that Pam hadn't done her due diligence to make sure that we got paid and protect the talent. She didn't tell me the terms for Pam's departure, and I didn't ask. She didn't divulge the details of how the director finally paid us our money. Now, I don't know if Pam was fired or if she left on her own volition, but I don't think she was really cut out to be the head of a department, at least not at that point. But what I learned was prior to moving to a new office, Pam was an assistant at a mid-sized boutique that had an on-site accounting department and a legal team. So it's possible she never had to deal with going after talent pay. And not everyone is good at aggressively chasing money or chasing money at all. At the very least, (laughs) I just wish she would have said something like, Tawana, I've never dealt with this before at the midsize agency. We had a team who handled this, but let me look into how to navigate this and we'll work together to get you paid. And as I say that, I have to remember... Not everyone is even good at simple communication or even being vulnerable to look like they don't know what they're doing. Either way, I have never regretted leaving Pam. I kept tabs on her for a short while and I saw that she had opened a print department in another mid-sized agency and then I forgot about her. And as I started working on this podcast, I looked her up and there's no signs of her on IMDb. Maybe she realized being an agent wasn't her calling. But I just hope that no other actor lost money due to her negligence of following the funds. Have you ever experienced an agent who didn't get you paid or worse, stole your money? It's really a hard thing to swallow. And all I can say is, if it hasn't happened to you or if it's about to happen to you or anytime it's happening to you, be relentless. Do everything in your power to remedy the injustice. Thank you for listening to Acting Lessons Learned. Hey, listen, I recently launched a YouTube channel that offers education on defining your niche, building a body of work, self-submissions, marketing yourself, and all sorts of business of acting tips to help you grow your career. So check out Actor Business School on YouTube. You can subscribe, click the notification bell. And if you want to support Acting Lessons Learned, you can download the episode, rate it with five stars, write a kind review. You can even buy me a coffee. There are links in the description to my website and my Instagram pages if you want to learn more about me. And just remember, when it comes down to terminating an agent, listen to your gut, especially when there are immoral factors at play. I'll be back in two weeks. Bye.